Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. One of the things that's remained consistent these past few years is change. We're always changing. And as we hear from servant leadership trainer Tom Thibodeau, things will continue to change and develop and grow in our lives. And we all have the ability to meet any challenges because of the community that we come from. Here's Tom with this week's PDPW podcast on change. Well, Bill, it's so good to be with you as we begin uh, 2023. And 2023 is another year that ushers in change. In every department, organization, company, and farm around the world, what is the one thing that has remained constant through the past three years? It has been change. It's the top challenge of everyone who is working in business and organizations. How do we lead change? How do we manage change? How do we mitigate change? And what are the challenges that we all face? Number one challenge when HR professionals from across the country are asked, the number one challenge that everyone has is capacity and resources. It is very difficult these days to ask people to work on building skills and new abilities when they're already struggling to keep up with their own work priorities. And so how is it that we increase capacity in our organizations when people already find themselves at the brink or working with scarce resources? Very difficult to ask people to take time off for leadership development or training, even team meetings when there's so much that has to be done and many organizations and institutions are working at less than full staff. Two, number one challenge that everyone is facing continuously is turnover and attrition. 75% of all companies surveyed say that hiring people will be more difficult in 2023, and 79% said it will be harder to retain their best people. How do you keep your best people? How do we invest in each people? Why are people leaving their positions? Well, a number of things. One is a lack of opportunity and growth and development. Um, if we are so pressed to the max, how do we invest in, in one another? And that yet has to be a top priority because we are all in the people business. What we find in many organizations, people feel disconnected from their work. They're not sure exactly why they're doing what they're doing or have not developed a level of passion for the work that they do. Of course, that's never a problem with farmers who were born to be farmers, but it's very difficult continuing to do the difficult work of killing the ground, planting seed, harvesting, feeding animals, taking care of crop, milking, getting to market, and also then to continue to provide for your family and the next generation. People feel disconnected from other people. In many workplaces right now, people are working from home in hybrid situations and so that their kitchen table is often their office and they have no one else then to talk to or to be with or even how difficult it is to socialize. I've become, become aware of a dating app right now, which is not for people looking at romantic relationships, but a dating app that is being used by young professionals in order to find friends. What happens when you move to a new community? What happens when you begin a new job? What, do you know your neighbors? Oftentimes, if you're living in an apartment, that would not be true, or even in a new neighborhood. If you move and you're working let's say 60 hours a week, when do you have time to socialize? Who do you socialize with? Where do you find places in which to rec 
recreate? Where are the places that you belong? And so oftentimes people in their workplaces feel isolated and alone. I remember a friend of mine said that when he was a veterinarian and would visit farms, oftentimes he was the only stranger that a farmer would meet in the course of a month. All Everyone else was members of his family or the people that worked on that farm. It was so difficult to get away from the workplace. Oh, that's so difficult right now as people work home in many different situations. People feel disconnected from other people. And Gallup's worldwide surveys, we find that unhappiness has never been more prevalent across the globe. And oftentimes that unhappiness is related to a lack of friendship and connection and people that we know and love and enjoy. And then finally, why are people leaving their businesses? Because it's disconnected from the mission the purpose that feels the passion, how important that is, that we know why we do the work we do each and every day so we can continue to get up each and every day and to do it well. A third challenge that people are facing in the workplace today is improving levels of engagement. There is a clear connection between leadership capability and employee experience. Strong day-to-day operational leadership practices are the linchpin that holds together the overall employee experience. I was doing business at a financial institution last week, um, taking care, uh, taking care of, of uh, securing our funds at, at, during uncertain economic times, and we got such wonderful service from the from the person who worked with us. And I said, "Why is it that you're so pleasant?" Oh, she said. It's such a joy to come to work here. You know, we see our leadership almost every day. People are down on the floor, walking around, interacting with us, encouraging us. This place has given me an opportunity to work hard and to be rewarded. She said, I've only been here two years and have been promoted three times. It's people really care. Well, that tone is set by the leaders. The leaders of the organization walk around through the organization, walk around through the business, and pay attention to the people who are doing the work, not sitting away in some office secluded, surrounded by cell phones and Zoom meetings, but that personal contact sets the tone for employee experience, working side by side, shoulder to shoulder with each other, demonstrating what it is to serve and to lead in this organization. Fourth big challenge that everybody is facing in terms of change today is the hybrid workplace. Hybrid work is here to stay, and we all need to get comfortable with it in our own time. Some places now are going to uh, three days on and two days off. So what happens is that people are wanting to work uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Older members of the, of the community, those are people in my generation, people in their, in their mid-60s and 70s, would, would prefer to be in the office five days a week, young people are saying right now that their max may be three days a week, wanting a long weekend every weekend because they need to have time for the things that they enjoy if they're going to balance their effort with the work that's demanded of them. Hybrid work is here to stay, and it's difficult. Who gets to work in person? Who gets to work remotely? How does that work? How do you build a culture? Where do you build relationships? How is trust built if it's not face-to-face or with a good handshake? Some of the fundamentals of, of, of leading through change at this time is going back to basics. Take time to schedule one-on-ones with each person every two or three weeks. All of us grow in two ways. We grow by reflection and we grow by feedback. 
but most people working do not get feedback on a regular basis. And yet those companies that are able to engage their employees are giving feedback on a continual regular basis, asking people how they're doing, what's going on in their life, what's taking place in the lives of their children, how is it their, what's the health of their family like, how important it is to recognize that people care about me as a person. And then in terms of checking in with people, how are things going on your unit? How are things going on your team? What are the things that you might be struggling with or what are the barriers that I might be able to remove? And then finally, just asking somebody, okay, when we meet two weeks from now, recognizing that we will have a regular meeting for feedback, what is one thing that you would like to accomplish in the next two weeks? It builds in a level of accountability, responsibility, but more important, a sense of support that when I'm working, when I'm doing my job, I'm not out there on an island. I'm not by myself. How important that is. All of us need feedback and we need time for reflection. Two, be sure that people are clear on their goals and their objectives. What is it that we're expecting from each other? Very difficult to work with other people when the expectations continue to change, but nobody communicates them. Think of the expectations that we have for ourselves right now. How we expect to have clean water be available to us. Think about this country as how it's been ravaged by different kinds of storms. And people are expecting that people go out and make sure that the electricity is fixed, that the highways are plowed, that people are able to get sandbags to protect their their land and their property from raging waters. How important this is that we know what expectations we hold for each other. It's important in our personal relationships. What's expected of me as a husband, a father, a spouse, a friend? What's expected of me in my community? What's expected of me from the people who would choose to follow? Third, how important it is to recognize the positive. When people are doing good work, to recognize that in a very specific way. Thank them for the work that they do each and every day. I've never met a person who's dying of too much appreciation. Thank you doesn't cost anything. How important it is to recognize and thank people. Maybe as we begin a new year, how about rededicating ourselves to gratitude? How many of us will take time to send a note or write a card to the people that we are grateful to for the ways in which they've served us or the ways in which they've been generous with us throughout the holidays? An attitude of gratitude makes people happy. And fourth, uh, be, be a servant leader. Pay attention to, to people's needs and how you might serve them. Make your focus more outward than inward, inward in terms of the needs of other people. In every organization and in every institution, how important it is to hire the right people. Hire for character, teach for skill. Hire for character and competence and believe that the people that you have hired are oftentimes more gifted and talented than you are. This is very important for those of us who are older. We might have more experience, but we might not have the same level of skills that younger people have. We might not have the same level of energy or insight that they have. And how important it is for us to hire the right people to give them the support they need to do their job. Two, show people that you care about them. Empathy is now a superpower. How important everybody wants to know that somebody cares about us and what we do. What is customer service about? Well, when one person sells another person a good, 
Do you care about the product that you've just sold? Do you care about the service that you have provided? Do you care about the presentation that you made so that other people walk away inspired, filled up, lifted up, encouraged to be a better version of themselves? Third, create opportunities for growth and development. Nobody wants to be stuck in a rut. How important it is to look for those opportunities, those next places. One of the interesting things in growing older in, in the career that I'm in, in terms of teaching, um, I'm constantly having to learn just to keep up with what, what the world is taking, what's happening, the knowledge that's being created, the information, the developments in terms of science, but also what we understand about human beings and their needs. Howard Thurman, who was the... Um, Mentor to Dr. Martin Luther King wrote this, The Growing Edge. Look well to the growing edge. All around us worlds are dying and new worlds are being born. All around us life is dying and life is being born. The fruit ripens on the tree. The roots are silently at work in the darkness of the earth against the time when there shall be new lives, fresh blossoms, green fruit, such is the growing edge. It is an extra breath from the exhausted lung, the one more thing to try when all else has failed. The upward reach of life when weariness closes in upon all endeavor. This is the basis of hope in moments of despair, the incentive to carry on when things are out of joint and people have lost their reason, the source of confidence when worlds crash and dreams whiten into ash. The birth of a child, life's most dramatic answer to death. This is the growing edge incarnate. Look well to the growing edge. Look for the opportunities that provide themselves. That change is not an enemy. Change is the opportunity to grow. To change much is to have grown often. To change much is to have grown often. What I like to say to groups when I'm speaking to them publicly is this. The only difference between a rut and a grave is its depth and how long you plan to stay. So create opportunities for the next generation so that they'll want to stay, that they see hope in the organization and in their own futures. Finally, respect people's abilities, their gifts. Recognize them for who they are. So many workplaces still treat people as if they're adolescents. The one thing that drives everybody crazy is micromanaging. Give me a job and expect me to do it. Help me to be responsible, but more importantly, help me to be successful. Help me to grow up and to develop my gifts and my abilities so that I may be able to more accurately serve other people because, again, it's all about others, how we help them to grow and to develop, how we help them to understand that they have contributions that are much greater than what they thought were possible. Why is it that oftentimes people feel unhappy? Because they feel separated, unconnected from others and their work, but more importantly, maybe unappreciated, undervalued, not seen. All of us needs recognition. All of us needs to be able to participate and to belong. All of us need to have levels of responsibility commensurate with our abilities. All of us need to have fun, and all of us are in need of hope. So as they go through change, and it's, of course, much more difficult these days because it's much more frequent, it's a way of our life right now. Things will continue to change and develop and to grow, but all of us 
have the ability to meet that challenge if we have a community that believes in us. The best thing for being sad, replied Merlin, Merlin the magician, is to learn something. That's the only thing that never fails. You may grow old and trembling in your anatomies. You may lie awake at night listening to the disorder of your veins. You may miss your only love. You may see the world around you devastated by evil lunatics or know your honor trampled in the sewers of baser minds. There's only one thing for it then, to learn. Learn why the world wags and what wags it. That's the only thing that the mind can never exhaust never alienate, never be tortured by, never fear or distrust, and never dream of regretting. Learning's the thing for you. So, as we go through change this next year, what are the things that we might learn about ourselves? All change begins within. When do you have time to listen to yourself? When do you have time to reflect? When do you have time to acknowledge your own experience as revealed wisdom that will be helpful as you help others. Learning is the thing for you. What is it you can learn about your skills and your abilities? What's one new thing that you haven't yet experienced? Have you decided to take an online course? Have you decided to read an article that you never thought you'd be interested in? Have you taken a deep, dark look into nature or the universe, looking at the marvelous images that are being produced by the Bell Telescope? Learning is the thing for you. What is it you might discover online in terms of YouTube or a podcast? What might you learn by listening carefully to a friend or meeting a stranger or engaging in somebody from another profession, asking about their world and their life experience? And all of us who are a little bit older, what can we learn by listening to the voices of children, by paying attention to their lives, their need for play, enjoy their need for learning and excitement, adventure, and peace. Learning's the thing for you. So face another year in which there will be all kinds of changes, but let's look at it with possibilities of hope and challenge rather than dread and despair. Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau for today's message. Tom, a distinguished professor of servant leadership at Viterbo University. And for archived podcasts and more on-demand programs, and for more on the professional development for today's dairy producer, head to PDPW's free website at pdpw.org. Until next time, have a safe and productive week.